Hey guys, it's Rick and Joe. And today on Celebrity Pedals, we are going to show you how to build a pedal board. So, we got our pedal board. This is the uh, Pedal Train Classic Pro. Um, so, this is before they uh, came out with the ones that had the thinner um, slots. Uh, this is the normal thick, wider slots. Um, so we're going to take this board. I've got several pedals. I've got a power supply and uh, we're going to just go through step by step and show you how to build this board. So first thing I like to do is attach the power supply. Uh, the power supply we're using is the Mondo. Mondo. Let me show you there. Let me show you there. Yeah, so the uh, the Voodoo Labs Pedal Power Mondo. What's cool about these power supplies is they come with brackets. So all you gotta do is attach that to the Mondo and then find it uh, where you, just figure out where you wanna attach it on the board. And it will attach like so to the board. Um, so I think I'm gonna put it on, the, on this side since all my heavier pedals are gonna be on this side. So it'll kind of counterbalance. Yeah, you don't want to drop the one side. Yeah, and just, <laughs> yeah, balance. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take a screwdriver, and I'm going to just make some marks on where I want to drill. And yes, you are going to drill into the paddle, uh, the actual board, um, so I do have a drill and bit and some screws. So here we go. This is where we will mark what will soon be pilot holes. Yes. So just mark a hole there. And I'm gonna mark a hole there. I'm gonna mark a hole right here too. I think this is showing up. Yeah, you can actually see it pretty well. Okay. And if this is a little bit more than some people can bite off, uh, more than they could do, uh, we would have a tech that can do this kind of service right here. Shameless plug. Oh no, definitely. Uh, Shameless plug. We could do it too, but you could always too, if you didn't want to get, if you if you were getting a smaller power supply, you could just throw like Velcro on there and just Velcro it to the bottom or Velcro it to the top if you had the space available. So Mine is totally Velcroed. In yeah. No, and there's, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just have a lot of pedals that I want to fit on top, so it gives me more space and um, I'm going to be plugging in a lot of pedals in this thing. So now well, I've got... It would be a shame not to. <sighs> it really would. <laughs> Before, if you should like a tuner, well, just that's it. It's all the big <laughs> giant pedal board. And you don't and like and you don't even use your tuner. How many pedals you got? Just one. It's a T, but I, I use my snark. It's the so. mini. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but no, yeah, and I, I just have that on the board in case my snark battery dies. Yeah, we're just drilling these for the so first time. Now. We've marked the hole, and now we're gonna just drill um, a couple holes in there with a one eighth drill bit, as recommended. Okie dokie. This is, of course, our first try. Didn't run into any problems. Not at all. This yeah, is nothing broke. This is your average, normal. <laughs> Still doing some work here. Pedal board video. <laughs> you know, I did just get my first drill last year. <laughs> the year I became a man. Yeah. So you've had your drill less time than you've had a baby. 
<laughs> you cut. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was not from the projectile, though. That was not from the projectile. It was totally there before we shot this video. It was, I think, the drill, like, right across my hand. See? It's nothing. <laughs> First thing you do when installing a pedal board. So easy a child can do it. I mean, happy Halloween. <laughs> okay, good. So, that was easy. Yeah. So, we got our holes drilled. It totally didn't take longer than expected. Never. Never. Uh, let's see if these line up now. They should. Give us plenty of options. <laughs> what are those boards that look like Swiss cheese? Oh, the holy boards. Holy boards. Yeah. Holy boards. Holy boards. This is going to be a killer pedal board. Literally. <laughs> it's going to kill you. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. All right. The fun part's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, now only several seconds later... <laughs> okay. So here we go. It's attached and securely affixed to the board. I like that, affixed. Affixed, yeah. Affixed. Thoroughly attached and affixed. Okay. Ah, sorry if I sound congested. <clears throat> it's going around. Alright, so that is done. So we will come back to that later. What's cool is you can see has an extra, uh, extra plug so you can plug in, uh, I don't know, maybe like a 1990s Memory Man Deluxe. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, and then it also, you can see where you have your, your power. And then on this side is where all your power um, will be supplied to the pedals. So we'll come to that later. The next step is fun. Next step is Velcro time. We'll be right back. All right, so the next step is the Velcro on the board. So yes. uh, Velcro is behind you, Joe. Oh, uh, yes. Just I show them what. This uh, so, this is what the uh, Pell train comes with. Mmm. That is. This is the soft loop. I think, I think that's what they call that. Is that what it is? Loop. It's because it's hook and loop. Hook and loop. I believe is another way of putting it. Well, I like to put the loop on the board. Mm -hmm. And the biggest reason is because the hard or the hook collects hair. And uh, the, the thing I like least is a hairy board. And I will say the other reason I, I've gone with the same method is because I started out with a board that was already uh, fuzzy like that. Yeah. So in order to seamlessly transfer from one to another, this would be what goes on the pedals. That is what I would put down as my board. The board. So that way you're not constantly flipping the two around. Yes. And I think most people do it that way. Yeah, most I commonly. think so. I, I've, yeah. Because if a lot of boards, if they are pre- uh, Velcroed or pre-carpeted or like I've had a Roadrunner board that was like that. The loop side is usually what, or the, uh, the the hook side is what you want to put on the pedal. The loop side is what goes on the board. Yep. And yes, this does collect just about anything. <laughs> um, yeah. Pet hair, um, people hair. Yeah, no, it's even the like at home when I'm like rearranging my board, I'll forget that that heart is on the or the, the hook is on the pedal. Oh, you set it on the, on the carpet. carpet. And, you... oh. <laughs> and then you're like, every piece of cat hair and leg oh, yeah. hair and any other hair is on the bottom of your pedal. 
If you want to find out how gross your carpet really is, <laughs> build a pedal board. Uh, you'll be in for a shock. Or if you just want to know the best way to clean your carpet. That's mm -hmm. a good point. All right. Uh, so you will need scissors because you will be cutting. That's what scissors are for. Mm -hmm. And uh, how I like watch. I don't want to stab you. Okay. So what I like to do, this is how I've done it, is I will measure from here to here, and then I will give cut. Give a guideline there. Yeah. And I will cut just a little bit. I don't like it hanging over the edge because then it'll catch and pull off. So I like to get it right before the edge. That way you get a good secure connection. With that way you're also not wasting it. Yeah, exactly. Because I've had to go around and hunt down big thing. Uh, I managed to find like a 30-foot roll at Walmart mm -hmm. to do mine recently. And uh, and that's, I was going to say that, like if, if you maybe build your own pedal board or something like that and you're wondering how to get, you should get industrial strength Velcro. Yeah, and you can get it. Get the strongest stuff you can because yeah. it will. I, in fact, the stuff I bought was was suggested used was garden sheds. <laughs> and it was for like hanging up shovels and stuff like that. So if it can hold a shovel, it'll probably it can hold, hold the tube screamer. Probably hold the tube screamer. Maybe a timeline. Maybe a timeline. Maybe we'll see. Maybe something nice like that. Maybe, maybe our favorite uh, canyon delay. It's uh, pretty awesome. Ooh, speaking of which, off topic, canyon deluxe delay. Have you seen the previews for that? No, but I imagine <laughs> that I'm about to have to go buy something now. So yeah, sorry. Let me guess, stereo. And uh, it's just got, it's basically, you know, the canyon was like a little bit smaller, mm -hmm. right? This one, like that. And it's I got like yeah. smaller pedals. Yeah. I like, this, I like to cram as much as I can on my board. So the smaller the better. Smaller the better. Okay, so we got it. Get over here. Get over here. Okay. Finish him. Cool. Alright. Yeah, I mean so it stands to reason though. I mean every time I every time I buy something from Electro Harmonics to come out with something else cool that I need to buy. Like that new try triumph. The trimoth. <laughs> okay, uh, so then I'm gonna have Joe help me on that side. If you would just kind of just measure it, do the mock it. Yeah, help. just you can kind of just go ahead and attach it center on there. Yeah, that's perfect. And then what you do is you kind of so you kind of pre-pull it a little bit, and that way you can just pull a little bit at a time and just kind of make sure that you're not uh, pre-pull. That's a pull. Askew. You don't want your pedal board to be all cattywampus. Well, yeah. <laughs> there. Kind of, kind of flim flam pedal board are we making here? Yep. So I've got my concentration face on. And then Oops. you, then you, then you plop your one pedal right in the center. Yeah. That would be funny. Oh, that's a that's a board we need to make to send the fluff. Let's find the biggest pedal board we can, and Just then get like the it. smallest tuner, stick it in the middle, but like sideways. Yeah, like yeah, not even straight. <laughs> With like one of those really bad uh, power supplies. So this is a little time-consuming, but you do want to make sure that it's it's straight. Yeah, you're only uh, going to do this once, so it's yeah. worth doing right. <clears throat> and 
And this is industrial strength uh, adhesive and uh, Velcro, so you, you want it to, to stick on there properly. Which, if you happen to be redoing an, uh, an older board, uh, another suggestion I would have is make sure you properly clean mm, it. Yeah. Um, it's just like anything. There's... Um, there's there's instructions on almost everything you use. <laughs> well, even and to be fair, even Peltrain tells you to wipe down uh, even a brand new board um, mm -hmm. with with just a yeah because just because it's just and this is with guitars with anything, folks. Uh, just so I can throw that out there. You can. Um, things don't come clean from the factory. There's usually dust. There's usually uh, wood chips. Um, I do that right yeah. there. All right, next trip. All right. Oh, yeah. Cool. Tastes like 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. Alright. <laughs> For tomorrow. Just gonna leave it. Um, okay, cool. So now we have the loop end. I believe this is this is loops. Hook and loop. Okay. So the next thing we want to talk about, of course, we went ahead and talked about power. Um, the, the what I love about the pedal power, whether it's um, you know the Poodle Lab pedal power uh, Mondo or the pedal power two or whatnot, um, and even the stuff that we have um, with the, the ISO brick from uh, MXR, the DC brick as well. Yep, and even the one spot. I mean, they've been making isolated stuff lately too at great prices. Um, basically, it's gonna the power's gonna be isolated, so it's not unlike a one spot daisy chain where all the power goes through and and is supplied to each thing, and you're gonna get you, really you just get noise sometimes. You can get some noise, a lot of noise because they're all being chained together, uh, and and there's also risks of drawing too much or uh, you only have so much you only have so much current yeah. that you can draw i believe on those it's 1700 milliamps right uh which <clears throat> for a normal person that's fine yeah something like this yeah, when we, you have we a, are not normal when you have a problem <laughs> okay I mean, we do need an overdrive a distortion and a fuzz and a compressor two overdrives how are you two fuzzes that's true two delays two reverbs six is good well, so this is the fun part. So the, really, the next step is you want to make sure um, your pedals fit on the board. Um, you could have too many pedals. This is what I like to call the mock-up stage, yeah. where you kind of figure out what's going to fit where. Um, of course, uh, counting you know signal chain, mm -hmm. the order of the pedals you want to put it in. Um, but also, too, uh, a good time to mention the spacing of your cables. Mm. Uh, if you have... Uh, if you have the small flat pancake connectors, those usually fit a little bit closer, but I know on my Mogami cables, I need to leave about that much clearance between each pedal yeah. because one side's got a cable, the other side's got a cable, and since typical manufacturers are going to load them on the side rather than the in and output jacks being on the back, um, you kind of have to account for that. So this is where you mock it up. This is where you're going to see what's going to fit yeah. where. Um, and uh, usually, for me personally, the way I decide that is based off of 
course, signal chain, the order the pedals are going to mm -hmm. be in, but also the frequency at which I'm going to be hitting those pedals. So for me, my tuner is way up here, out of the way. I need it once in a while. I turn it on, turn it off. But however, if I have wall pedals, yes, anything with tap tempo, a looper, like the, like the ditto looper or something like that, I don't want to be reaching my little leg all the way back <laughs> each time. I it's just want to be right here. Your, your foot to demonstrate yes. that. Yes. Yeah, I like to demonstrate my, my very short end seam. <laughs> and I do, again, yeah. have a pedal board this big. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very, uh, very difficult. Yeah. But Rick actually has an even better solution for that. Yes. Which we will also be mm. using. So, this is a looper, not to be confused with a looper. So, this one, <laughs> as you can always... So, basically... guitar so I can do the tuner-tuner joke. Yeah, the tuner-tuner. So, so, this is basically like an effects loop in an amp, right? So, you can run uh, a, a pedal in a loop uh, and it not be in series. So, it's taking it out. Um, this one I bought used... And it's already got some Velcro on the bottom, so we're going to kind of... And I already know where it's going to go. It's going to go right here on the bottom. Why? Because I want to be able to reach all these and uh, not have to you know, do it way up here or whatnot. So this is going to be at the bottom. What's cool about this is I can plug my tuner in there. Um, I can do a bypass where it bypasses all the loops. And then I have seven loops that I can... I could do some fun stuff with, which we're going to do. We're going to show you how that works. And I guess to further explain it too, it's, this is going to allow it to remotely access pedals, which, you know, some artists, it could be in a rack drawer somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, these will all be contained on the pedal, but this way, again, you don't have that problem of reaching all the way to the back. You right. can just click right yep. there. Done. Yep. Easy peasy. And what's cool is you're going to see, I'm going to run maybe two pedals in one loop, two pedals in another, one by itself. So you can, and then depending on what song you're playing, what pedal you need, you just turn that pedal on or off mm -hmm. and then... It's fancy. So we got the loop replaced. Uh, the next thing I want is I use a volume pedal. So my volume pedal is going to go right here. Again, another one where you probably want access to it because mm -hmm. you're going to yep. need it. So having so, it as far away as possible. Yeah. So this is just the uh, Dunlop Volume X Mini. And uh, it. some people say they just can't get used to the mini pedals. I got used to them right away. Um, maybe it's just selfish reasons I can get more stuff on my board. Oh, totally. But it, it's, I mean, it works great. Um, they're super heavy duty. I, I think most people's hangouts are like, well, I'm a, I'm a size 15. <laughs> definitely not like, size okay. 15. But even <laughs> then, but even then, still, it's like say a lot. You know, I don't know. It's not the size of the pedal. So I'm gonna put. This is gonna be my volume. So pretty much, my volume's gonna go here. Um, what's cool about this volume pedal Mini X is that it can also act as an expression pedal, mm -hmm. and I've got some delay and reverb pedals. Actually, I'm probably going to use it for a reverb pedal with an expression. So I purchased the second one. Because <laughs> I can't. Because we don't have problems. No. No, not at all. This is normal stuff that a normal person would do. Is yes. that weird? No. So, so this we'll one... Need some more Velcro. We will. But we'll we'll get to that second. Okay. We don't, I don't because we're doing the mock-up, so I'm not oh, going to do yeah. yeah, so I don't want to. I don't have. Yeah, if you're doing your mock-up and you haven't velcroed the bottom of your pedals, it's probably best because then you won't have to yeah. rip them off. The problem is you stuff. will see that most of my pedals already have velcro because they can't yeah. put another board. So, oh, yeah. 
Uh, so that expression is going to go right here. <laughs> it's, they're just that good. Well, and, and that just shows the extra purpose of them. Also yes. As well. So this is going to be my volume, and this is going to be an expression to control the uh, the reverb pedal, the M300. Um, the other thing I want to go ahead and place here, my my delay is tap tempo capable. Mm -hmm. So I've got this cute little um, throne room, right? Throne room, yes. tap tempo. Uh, it's just a non-latching momentary switch, right? Yep. Momentary is a word for that. And all it's going to do is I'm going to stick this here, and it's just going to be in there so I can get my foot in there and tap. Shameless plug, we also sell the MXR, which is equally as adorable. Yes, we do have the Smith. Yes, nothing wrong with a shameless plug. So that's going to go there. So that's going to be my tap tempo. So I've got volume, expression, tap tempo, and um, my tuner. So. Which I guess, again, would <clears throat> reinforce the idea that if you have something like this, put it to where you can get to it. You need to be able to access uh, it. Because you don't, there's, it's stupid to have it up. Out of the way. Because yep. uh, yeah, otherwise, why'd you bother with the tap tempo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not using it. Nope. You so that's that. going to go there. Okay. Um, so, got that laid out. Uh, what do you typically like? Uh, so usually you have your wall. If you're going to have a wall, you're going to put that first usually? Uh, me personally, the um, after my wireless and tuner pedal, which I always put the tuner up to the front, mm -hmm. um, oddly enough on my own personal pedal, I have my Phase 90. Mm. Um, and that kind of goes against it, right. it kind of goes against the whole putting modulation after dynamics and drive pedals but the thing is when I first got my phase 90 I actually placed it after my distortion and I hated how it sounded it was really it was very chewy and overly distorted it basically made instead of sounding like a phaser and a distortion it sounded like a fuzz which mm. was not the sound I was going for uh, and then my thought process was Van Halen he just plugged the phase 90 into the front end of his amp mm -hmm. because those amps didn't have effects loops right. or, you know, and all the drive was coming from the amp, so it made sense to me, well, let's put the phase 90 before the drive. So I actually have the phase 90 next. Okay. After that, though, wah, Walls. whammy, whammy. Um, any, any kind of uh, pitch, uh, dynamics, things like that, and then mine is followed by a compressor. Uh, the Dynacom. Yep. And then after that, I have my drives, overdrive, yep. distortion, fuzz, in that order because of the way they click. Um, if you put a tube screamer or super overdrive after a distortion, kind of defeats the purpose. Hmm. So rather than, we're kind of like, it's kind of, again, my process is my board is kind of like my amp, so I would do the single chain the same way. Uh, where it goes from least gritty to most gritty, there from you. softest clip to square wave, yeah. harder clip. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And then with a booster after those, because it, to the same effect, if I had my booster before my overdrives and distortions, it would be very subtle, and it wouldn't actually really boost the volume, because it would just be... No. You know, you're almost boosting the, yeah. the the overdrive, like boosting the actual, mm -hmm. just you know, clipping amount. So, uh, and, I, and I used to see that problem a lot when people would complain about yeah. their boosters not doing anything. And then they go, "Well, you're going into the front end of an amp." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's a problem. You're, just, you're, you're actually boost. just making your amp more distorted. Signal going in hotter. Yeah. Uh, rather than actually boosting the signal. So. 
So I'm with you on that. So I the micropog I use a lot. Um, it is a polyphonic octave generator. It gives me a sub octave and a octave up. I like that to go and get the most signal. Mm -hmm. um, but just because I have all these loops, I don't have to have it up front because it's not usually one that I go through and play with a lot while I'm playing. I typically have one setting that I use and that's it. So I'm going to toss it up here, mm -hmm. but it's still going to be early one. It's still going to be way in early in loop one. Yeah, pitch pitch shifting pedals typically do better before distortion. Yep. Because if you try to, it sounds like the same thing, but it's not. To be fair, it's it's so subjective. I know a lot of people kind of like putting a fuzz or distortion into it because it mm -hmm. just makes it sound even more chaotic. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what kind of sound you're wanting to uh, achieve there. But for, for the intents and purposes, it's the cleaner way to do it because yes. if you are sending a distortion to it, yeah, these things are generating a pitch based off of what it's hearing. Yep. If it's hearing a bunch of other sounds, yes, it's, it's going to confuse it. it gets and you're not going to get cool. good tracking. So while yeah. you might like that sound, I don't prefer it. Yeah, and, and the way I typically use it is to turn it into more of an, uh, make my guitar sound more like an organ. So mm -hmm. I'm typically running it very clean um, through delay and reverb. So that's why I like it out front. Um, and then to, to caveat on what you're doing, I go then into my overdrives, and I am using three overdrives. Okay? Because <laughs> it's not excessive. Because why not? Uh, <clears throat> the biggest thing is they all sound good by themselves, but they can also stack. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and people call that gain stacking or gain staging. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, or pedal, pedal I call, stacking. I, gain I actually staging. have another term to throw out cascading. Ooh, I cascade cascading. my overdrive into my distortion or into my fuzz. Go for a cascade. Cascade. So I, this is the Greer Lightspeed Organic Overdrive, a great pedal. Um, so that's typically my lower gain pedal. Um, and then I go to my Ryra. Ryra. Ryra Klon. Ryra. Love that pedal. And uh, I use that with a little bit more, little bit more uh, gain. Um, and it's really, it sounds, I, I kind of have it about the same gain level as the Lightspeed, just a little bit more, but I love putting them into, a, I love to cascade them. And its own tip too is I mean, just in general, you probably don't need nearly as gain, much gain as most guitarists nope. use. No. Nope. Um, you usually need more volume than yep. gain because it, it'll actually sound more gainy the louder it is. This leading it. But plus, when you do start chaining, cascading, cascading, or, or staging, staging uh, <laughs> several overdrives together, you really don't need that much. In fact, you'll be surprised how gainy your oh. overdrive pedals are at their lowest setting. Yep. Um, hot pickups too make a big difference. Yep. The next pedal is the Angry Charlie. Um, this is my high gain Marshall sound that I go for. So I love that. Oh, pedal. like Charlie Brown. Yeah, angry. Yeah, because they do the angry. They do the Charlie. Do they? Do, 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 <laughs> didn't they do that? It's JHS, so they do some awesome stuff. <laughs> they also have the disgruntled Linus. <clears throat> what do you? <laughs> uh, what do you go to next? What do you like after your overdrives? Uh, me personally, I have the uh, booster pedal. Okay. The, I have the, the EP boost. The EP boost. The, EP boost, the Echo Plex. Bought it from a good friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should have sold it. No. Uh, and then, uh, and I have that before uh, my delays because uh, you know things like that tend to get a little bit noisy mm -hmm. if you boost afterward. Yeah. Um, so I, after that, I have my because one delay was not enough. You could no. <laughs> I had to have two. Yeah. So I have my two delays after that. Okay. And, and um, so modulation, typically, modulation, time-based stuff, 
usually want to put after yes. overdrives. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to go for what I like to call the uh, the orgy mm-hmm. sound, mm-hmm. where it kind of sounds, or corn, where mm-hmm. it sounds like you got a chorus or something going into a distortion, it's kind of that new metal kind of yeah. sound, uh, like doing it the other way, or a more experimental sound. Um, I've even heard of guys putting uh, a bunch of RV5s. Uh, is that the boss RV5? Yeah, putting the, the, them the, ahead, yeah. ahead of a metal zone. <sighs> Very experimental yeah. sounding. Um, not not a sound I would go for, but again, these are all subjective things. Um, you can chain these things up in any order you want. Yep. Um, I prefer what I like to call the clean signal path, where things are done with purpose. <laughs> well, one thing we didn't talk about, I usually will put my fuzzes after my overdrives. Oh, always. So, and just so you know how I'm planning on looping these up, I'm going to have my overdrives in a separate loop, and I'm going to have my fuzzes in a separate loop. And then after my fuzzes, uh, which Ryra Tri-Pi Muff and the Zvex Useless Fuzz Factory pedal. Sounds like it's broken. Just useless. I don't even know why I'm putting it on my board. But it's on it. And then I like to do compression after that. See, and I'm of the That's other school of thought. I, and, and I guess we should go into the reasons why. Uh, I I typically will put compressors before overdrive just because I do use a lot of gain sometimes. And compressors after these can get a bit noisy mm-hmm. if you do it that way. But you said you like to do it because... I like it as... I, a lot of times I'll use it as a volume boost because mm-hmm. I can get a pure volume boost out of that. Um, but I And it's just very slight. So I will do that if I need to be a little bit louder. Instead of using my 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 you know my overdrives to give myself a volume boost if i need to be up a little bit louder i will punch my compression on <clears throat> where i have it what's cool about this it has a blend so i can blend that that compression so i will blend just a little bit of signal compress signal in and then boost the volume and that's my that's my solo that's my my solo right. level there yep and maybe that's why i don't do it because i have a booster afterwards so. yeah and i'll also if i'm playing clean and i need to boost that's same kind of concept mm-hmm. so it'll just give myself a little bit to uh to push myself above the other instruments okay uh so that is how i'm going to lay that out again the the jhs pulpit pill uh is going to be in its own loop as well so i can kick that on and off okay. so that leads me let's see i got one loop for those i got oh actually one loop for the pog one loop for there one loop for there one loop for here so i got three more loops i don't know if i have enough pedals no, i'm just kidding uh, okay. I like to go delays next. Okay. Yep. That's that's typically what I like to do. Uh, I've got two delays. Yes. Oh, wait. Where did that come from? Oh, and for me personally, back when I used to use them more, I would have my uh, modulation uh, choruses, flangers ahead of my delays. It's a matter of personal yeah. preference. Uh, mostly because... Uh, of the way that I was splitting it in stereo because my chorus and flanger uh, did not spread stereo as well, So, but the delay did. Mm. So it was about getting the biggest, widest sound possible. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays, I don't even really I don't have one on my board at all anymore. I, don't, so, yeah, I, don't, I um, definitely don't need two amps. Yeah. I would oh, like yeah. that, but I just, this is not a luxury I, I can afford. Uh, uh, and there's a volume-wise, like keeping the stage noise yeah, down. Yeah, it's 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 a bunch of gear to haul around. 
So <laughs> I'm going to put this is the Strymon timeline. Ooh, it's you know what? It's just it does everything, and you could have three or four different delay pedals that do different things. But I just chose to get this to have it all in one. There you go. And it's just so easy to set and and plug it into computer just opens up even more possibilities of saving loops and the, or saving delay times and putting it back on and oh just it's awesome but i definitely recommend reading the instruction manual it's got it, midi it's not one that so. you're going to be able to just plug and figure out right away although the presets do sound great so i'm going to put this here but i'm going to give myself a little room because this might not work as far as when we start plugging stuff in and i may need to move the compressor up top so i'm going to give myself a little bit of leeway there and then I've got the tried and true carbon copy. I love that pedal. Analog. I think the 10 year anniversary of it, right? Is is it this year? Or is it's, it, it's, it's gotta be 10 years. Yeah, they're doing I mean, the, they're, this, this is actually, I believe they're... I thought it, was, it popped best, up on my it's, feed. This, this the, I think the best selling pedal since, uh, since the, they res resurrected this brand yeah. uh, when Dunlop bought them years ago. As far as not the originals, this is their now like best-selling pedal is the mm -hmm. carbon copy. Uh, see it on a lot of boards. Yeah. Uh, it is good. You love it. Bucket Brigade. Just turn the mix and delay mm -hmm. all the way up in the region, and you got some crazy stuff. Yeah. And then next, reverb. I put reverb on next. I, I usually typically will put reverb uh, very close to the end of... Yeah. Uh, of, uh, I don't believe you've got one, but me, the very last pedal in my chain is a looper mm. because mm. I want to be able to record any sound. I am saving a spot for, for the Ditto Jam. You're going to get that Ditto Jam. <laughs> the Ditto Jam is going to be the live looper um, that'll follow the drummer because uh, you know a drummer can slow down or speed up. So this is reserved. So it's not going to be, let's see, I will put the Hall of Fame. But other than that, mm. reverb. Uh, if you don't use a looper, it should be like dead last. Yeah. And it, now, you can get a very uh, atmospheric, if, atmospheric effect if you do put reverb in front of your delays. Mm -hmm. That gets a little, it'll make your delays sound cool. Almost get like a reverse reverb kind it's of It's weird, yeah. So, that is something that if you want a specific sound, you can do. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think that's going to work. And then, like I said, that is. Just imagine the Ditto Jam there. It's about the size of the X2, so I need a little bit of space there. And for those experimenting at home, it is again worth noting that it's a subjective thing that mm -hmm. everybody likes it differently so it's worth getting to know your own gear and the only way to try it is to actually do you it you do you just gotta plug play in with it. plug in your reverb before your metal zone mm -hmm. see what happens see if you like it maybe you will who knows it is it's it is one of those things i know people have their own opinions and that's good that's what we want to know yes this um, is called music theory not music fact that's right yeah. so that's how we, so the next so we've got i think this is going to work and uh, I still, that leaves me a, a loop. My last loop is going to be for the looper. A looper, a loop for the looper. Looper loop. Looper loop. Looper loop. Loopity loop. So next what book. we need to do is... Uh, Pile of cables. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why the old board weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so I have a bunch of just pedal patch cable pedals that I've accrued over the years um if you are starting fresh and you want to keep it nice and clean they have these awesome pedal board cable um kits and you can actually measure and get them custom fit um for your board and it looks very clean shameless but, plug we carry both boss and planet waves yes yes so awesome they work great and they're solderless so you just 
cut it, plug it in, it works great. So we do have those. But I have more than enough, yes, and do. I don't mind a little bit of <laughs> unmatchy-matchy uh, on my board. You're not, you're not going to need to take Ativan because of the uh, yeah. <laughs> non-matching. <laughs> my OCD. Uh, right, so. Somebody send me to a padded room. <laughs> Those are great. I like the pancakes. Yeah, these are the, these are the uh, pancake connectors. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you have two pedals like these where they're on the sides, you can fit these in a lot easier than, say, something a little bit bulkier like yeah. this. Because yeah. it... Like that. <laughs> As you can see, you're going to need that space. Also, you still have camera over here? Yeah. Um, you're going to need that much space in between them so like if, if this one's jack were on the side you'd see how that wouldn't work so but that might fit um so it's just something it's it's a matter of personal preference and what you can afford um but i i think that's one of the things that maybe if you have accrued these this many pedals you're not sure what you want to kind of uh streamline it all get them all to the same types of cables it's a good thing to understand where you are putting them, the length you are doing it, at, and um, also the cables and the connectors in between. Or like for me, for instance, uh, I have a similar setup where it's three basic, basically three rows of pedals, and at one point it'll go from, say here, all the way around to another pedal over here, which in that case you would maybe, instead of needing like a six inch, mm -hmm. you might need a one footer. Right. Or an eight, I think they're 18 inch on the Mogami's. Yeah. Um, 18 inch, because again, you're going from uh, uh, a full bore metal distortion mm -hmm. here all the way over to your nano big muff. Right. Um, so you're going to need to go from here to there, because it's not, otherwise, you're going to end up with the, the straight line. It's going to look, <laughs> yeah, it looks very, very. All right, so I plugged the tuner into. Now, on the back of this, you have a. Um, you have a send and a receive. Um, so I always say, and how I remember it is it's send input, even though you would think that the receive would be. Mm -hmm. So I put the send, it goes into the input of the pedal, mm -hmm. and then the output, it goes into the um, the send. I always no, think send of, input, I, receive, goes the output. I always think of those like send and return on an effects loop. Same thing. Send is an output because you are sending it out. Mm -hmm. This is where the fun of having a uh, slotted pedal board like this is because you can actually run it underneath sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or if you just have what I like to call the Home Depot special, where you. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> we all start is. with something like this. You got to. You, know, you, you take a piece of plywood, you Velcro it, or punch some holes for zip ties in it. It's crude. It works, though. But the thing is, is with this, since it's tilted up, for one, you have a better angle for your foot to hit these things, especially with multiple tiers. But it also gives you the ability to hide wires. So your power supplies, your, your cables that otherwise would just be hanging out on here like a big mess, you can tuck underneath, yeah. which is very, very handy. And uh, just makes for a much neater and tidier pedal board. 
and you can see uh, I'm having like you can you'll struggle because this grips so good you if you're doing this fresh you won't have any uh, um, Velcro on your pedal board it just makes it a lot easier because you're not having to rip so but when you're a grizzled veteran when you <laughs> use when you have too many pedals this, this ain't my first board uh, <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo but the good news about that is and I had this problem be, uh, when I was doing the mock-up for my board is I hadn't put down this Velcro mm -hmm. yet so oh yeah yeah when i would go to do anything i'd forget and then slip there goes all my pedals that's true yeah. like, oh, why i'm so stupid why did i remember that yeah, um, it's so it's, there's again good and bad from that um, um and and if they are difficult to remove that is a problem you want to mm -hmm. have because i don't know where all of our beautiful viewers will be watching this we are in florida and if you so much as leave inferior Velcro in your car for more than 20 minutes, like you are going to take your pedal board out at your gig, and it's going to be—it's going to look like melted chocolate. You're just your pedal board's just sliding down. Uh, all your pedals are right. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm maneuvering. Ooh, this is the uh, Warwick one. Yeah, it is. Um, maybe this is a good time to go through. Let's just sort of throw this out there. Um, these uh, couplers, these uh, can come in many different shapes and sizes. Um, what's good, what's bad. Um, I say whenever you're building a, a pedal board, uh, because again, these are going to be more for live use, I would focus more on functionality than anything. Um, because when you're, when you're talking about, you know, Stuff that your audience is gonna hear, they're not gonna go. Is that is that spiral shielded? Mm. Was that was that a gold plated connector? No, they're probably just going to uh, drink and enjoy your music. So that's the goal. Is um, it should definitely be more about functionality because when you're in a studio environment and you can zero in and go, ooh, that's kind of a noisy setup. You can always do things to isolate them later so i would worry more about functionality than anything of course i'm kind of ocd and all of my patch cables are exactly the same um aside from maybe length because some of them are longer and shorter um but my signal chain is 100 percent mogami gold um i've been lucky enough to buy one or two at a time over the years until I had an, I had accrued an entire pedal board. Here. Thank you for talking while I'm yes navigating the board. Nobody ever said that I wasn't good at running my mouth. In. Um, and, uh, but you'll notice that too. I mean, there's there's nickel here. Let's see. We can probably get a close up here. Might be able to edit that into the shot. Uh, you have your normal nickel ones, and you have some that are gold tips, completely gold plated. Um, but Rick, Rick here is no slouch, so regardless of how mismatched these are, these are all quality cables. They are. Um, Planet Waves, Warwick, um, MXR, these are all reputable cables, uh, most of which have a lifetime guarantee. In fact, this looks like one of the cable kits, huh? That is actually. Yeah. That's a D-Dairy so or you, the Planet Waves. If you can, you know, zoom in on that. This is actually built off of one of those Planet Waves uh, D-Dario cable kits. 
You can see how easy that is um, to put together. You just screw it on there once you've cut it the length and you have a custom cable because you may not need this much or you may need longer or you might need you know, shorter. So, and um, I, I always, um, you know, just because you're a guitar player does not mean that you are a seasoned veteran of the tech world and know how to solder. It's the old uh, Mitch Hedgeberg joke. Uh, it says you're a cook. Can you farm? Um, well, these are great if you don't know how to solder because you just use basic hand tools, which are included in the kit. Um, and uh, gives you a nice sense of accomplishment, like you made something. Uh, it's good. It's good stuff. That's this is a little bit time-consuming process, but we do want to spend some time. And make actually, sure I mean, we were flying through this. Yeah, actually, because you already had an idea of what you were putting yeah. together, yeah. and let's be not be coy. We've done this before. That. We're, we're we're definitely experts with the drill. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe now we know. We have we another carbon copy. Yeah, that was we have one used in the store. Ah. Was that supposed to be up here? No, I don't. I, it's it's on for some, yeah, two carbon copies. <laughs> one before and after. That's a placeholder. Placeholder for the. Uh, all right, and then this one. Go here. And I don't know if you did this intentionally because I don't know if you ever used the XLR output. But here's another reason to put something like this on is where you put it because yeah. you would never be able to get to this. I don't know if you, can you see me, camera guy? Um, you would never be able to get to this if it weren't on the outside edge. Yeah. Um, and I do that. Like if I ever just need to run direct, uh, I mean, I could do that and then they could blend. So there's some there's possibilities there. You which was another design philosophy to my board, which I wish I had a picture of to since I keep referencing it. But... I left, I left a little a bit of space of on mine um, in case I ever needed to go through the effects loop mm -hmm. of a certain amp. Because right now, all the amps that I'm using, I'm just running the clean channel. Pedals go into the front end, and I'm running it in mono. But if I was going in stereo, or if I wanted to use the effects loop, I left myself room to do so. Because yeah. certain amps, you want to use the amps gain and not... You know, just rely on pedals. Uh, and in those cases, I don't want, if I'm using, say, the high gain on my Randall amp, I don't want my ditto to be plugged into that. Because recording distortion and distorting recording is two different sounds. The second one, not so great. Super, super transparent. Okay, and as you can see, there's a lot of cables. I'm gonna zip tie this down as well. So I'm gonna give it some extra support. Extra support. Um, what do we need? Zip ties? Uh, yeah, let's do zip ties. Let's get this thing yeah, zip tied down. Zip it good. Actually, I've got these thicker ones. Ah. They give you some zip ties. They're great for doing like the uh, power supply and the power cables, but. We're heavy duty, bro. We got Home Depot. I need it to reach all the way around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you will you will notice that when you start zip tying pedals and such that uh, if you don't have long enough zip ties, you will end up putting two together. I think 
think I ended up doing that on one or two of mine. I think it was going around my power supply, actually. It's just like guitar strings. You don't want to leave these on here. Well, they look tacky. You can't do anything cute with them like you can your guitar strings. So. See, night and day. I mean, get, I mean, just those three zip ties. Yep. I might put one more there just, just for kicks. Just, just for moral support. So the one pedal. <laughs> so I don't know how you like to do it, but I usually like to cover as much as I can without making it... Yeah, uh, I usually go in between the screws. Because that way, if you do need to open it up for any you reason, can. you still can. Because inside so. is a dip switch that can change it from volume to expression, which I think it comes set as expression. I believe, actually it might come set as volume, but so you just, if, we, so if we can get a good look at that, if you follow me camera guy, um, if you do need to do any maintenance or if, if for some reason you're one of these crazy people that would build a pedal board but still not switch from batteries, um, you could open it up. Um, so again, make sure it's as clean, clean as possible. It's clean. Yeah. And then get it in there like so and you usually want them to be pretty well centered so it holds well so that's Ooh. yeah so so looks like that nice and clean but i can still reach all those uh you need to get those access points uh -huh. open in case i need to get just in case switch the functionality to... of the pedal it was so cute yep. these are so cute you, can, you have you can, you can you can sit on a stool and do both at the same time Direct drive. Direct drive. Okay. So really, so the tap tempo is going to, I'm going to run that out to here. Expression pedal, I'm going to run that into here. It's got an expression out right there. Mm -hmm. So I will do that later. Let's do some power hookup. So. Yeah. Uh, Always check your pedals, power consumptions before doing this. Um, here's all the power cables. And yeah, it is 9 volt, but I think it's like 400 milliamps. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so not only know the voltage of your pedals, <clears throat> but it's really good to know the draw um, because again back to what we were saying about the one spot and it's 1700 milliamps um, I believe the average let's see your basic run-of-the-mill distortion stop box probably gonna be about 10 to 30 milliamps typically mm -hmm. yeah but then again digital pedals they're a little bit more power hungry so it might be a hundred or more but then you have really power hungry pedals like my old talk box um, had its own power supply which was 2000 milliamps or two amps which is crazy uh it's a lot of power even though it was still a nine volt and uh you always want to try to go for the right amount of volts but typically you can get away with overpowering but you do not want to underpower because that will short it out mm -hmm. you will short out your pedal and it may never work again um, so, so what I'm doing right now is just plugging in all the power into the pedal, and then we're going to flip the board upside down so you can see how we actually um, go ahead and wire it up. Mm -hmm. And what's cool, the Voodoo Lab uh, pedal power, um, it, sh it tells you whether it's 400 or, mm -hmm. um, you know, 100 or whatnot. But before doing any of those, always reference the power consumption of your pedal uh, you can find this information online or a lot of times they print it right there on the pedal, the, the pedal power well in and even in the manual on the, uh, the power supply it'll tell you too what some are usually are like yeah. when it comes to brands 
Like so it's, it's just, again, we've probably said it a few times already, but get to know your gear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, using the right tool is a lot less expensive than replacing what pedal. you need to because you use the wrong one. Um, and, uh, once, once something's toast, it's toast, so... No petals. And it's still lighter. And the flowers are still on the table. Yes. Okay, so you can see you've got this here. You can see we're out of breath from this. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> so it tells you, uh, Judge, see that so like here your one through four or twelve volt or nine volt, depending on which way the dip switch is. Right now I've got them all set to nine volt. And then uh, you've got 12 to 16 volt, and then uh, four to nine volt, and those are options. So mm-hmm. all my pedals are nine volts, but these do have, um, like, I believe I usually plug the Strymon into here because it's a higher, mm-hmm. that's my 400 milliamps. And then all these are gonna be usually like 100. So mm-hmm. let's see. So your power hungry pedals. Yes. So. And this is where you start using your zip ties and you mm-hmm. kind of clean up and get your cables tied here and uh, keeps it nice and clean. And, uh, and then, there, then then you have those pedals too, which would be another good reason to have the extra uh, input or, uh, or outlet, uh, rather, on your pedal power because um, let's say you have something like uh, an older whammy or something that uses its own proprietary power supply, um, you wouldn't want to try to run it off of this. Um, when you chain all these kind of pedals together, it's only the noise is only going to exponentially compound, uh, especially when you start hitting overdrives, fuzzes, compressors, things of that nature. So if, if you have a little bit of noise leaking into your signal chain at the beginning of the chain, it's only going to compound from there. Uh, so then your delay is going to get noisy. Your fuzz is going to be noisy. Um, good reason to isolate all those different things. It's just going to add up to a cleaner sound. And um, one of my favorite sayings is sometimes tone is made up of what you don't hear rather than what you do hear. All right, so I've got it plugged in. The only one I made uh, sure was to give the Strymon time timeline enough power, so I plugged into the 400 milliamps. Mm-hmm. Everything else was plugged into my um, nine volt. Uh, I think it's 100 mm-hmm. for for all of these. Yeah. And then this can go either or. Sorry. Let's flip this thing back over. And that's that. it. Yep. So we're going to just do some cleanup on this and uh, plug in my expression pedals, and then uh, we're gonna come back and make sure it works. Test it out. Hang on one second. I'm running. I'm gonna go get the drill bit. Drill bit. Drill bit. Joe, uh, there's Start to get hair in really weird places. <laughs> you know, like under the couch. <laughs> <laughs>